We are the girls from Boxcar A, and we're here to talk and teach about The Walking Dead with you. I'm Pamela. And I'm Taya. And welcome to the real episode 10 of <laughs> The Girls in Boxcar A, where tonight we are providing lots of updates about The Walking Dead series from the panel discussions at the San Diego Comic-Con at home, as well as having a discussion of the Negan Lives comic. Woohoo! Yay! Taya's been waiting to talk about this. I'm very excited. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we uh, we did skip. We didn't really skip an episode. We are drunk or stupid or both. I don't know. Can't, or can't math. count. <laughs> math is hard for some people. It's only counting to ten. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, not really. We're just misnumbering. We kept you guys on your toes. Ben noticed, of course, because. Of course, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Yeah, he's just the kind of person that would notice something like that. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, it took us, what, maybe a half an hour to figure it out. We had to go back and count one, two. But now we're right. That, yeah, we're, we're good, though, now. We're good. We're on the right episode. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so uh, obviously because of the coronavirus, the uh, San Diego uh, Comic-Con that uh, normally would take place went virtual this year. Um, Which figures and, uh, to go this year. Of, yeah, of course. Well, maybe that's why they went virtual, really? <laughs> they knew you were coming? <laughs> so they decided to all go into hiding? <laughs> They're like, oh, no. We can't, we can't have that little mess come in here. Yeah. Passing so, out of um, and stuff. Well, the good news is we got to all watch it. <laughs> it was actually very entertaining, and we got a lot of information, including some major, major news about the season finale. So, Taya, why don't you take it? <laughs> yes, well... We're finally, finally going to see it on October 4th. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and it's going to be immediately followed by the premiere of World Beyond and then Talking Dead. I'm okay Yay, with that. Yay, Talking Dead! <laughs> I'm okay with that sandwich because it's at least in the Walking Dead universe and they're not trying to show us the Sucklands show or anything like that. <laughs> And then fear will start up again on October 11th, and it will also be followed by World Beyond. And they will just have them one after another until World Beyond ends for the season. It's 10 episodes. Now, to mm -hmm. my understanding, fear will be its regular 16, but mm -hmm. I'm hearing that it's not going to have the mid-season break. Oh, that would make sense. That's not confirmed, but I'm hearing that yeah. it won't. But it still won't match up evenly with World Beyond. It would go over by by five, no, six, because World Beyond starts when the season finale of Walking Dead premiere. So it'll still like overhang a little, but I don't think they're going to have their mid-season break. 
That's what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. but that's not confirmed. Yeah. Well, we've had enough of a break, so I think we can live with that. Yes. <laughs> but then in, so that, in other, that's exciting. Yes. In other exciting news, we will have... This is my most exciting news. I'm pretty excited about this. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> Extra Walking Dead episodes, which will not be season 11. It will be an yep. extension of season 10, and they're going mm-hmm. to have six of them. Yes, extra. Yeah. Now, they are supposed to start filming in October, mm. depending on the mandates that they have in Georgia, because Georgia is still struggling a little with its coronavirus cases and mm-hmm. uh, seeing a rise and then a fall and then a rise and a fall. They have to get their mm-hmm. act together. But they're supposed to start mm-hmm. filming in October, and they're hoping to air those six episodes starting in January. But that's not definitive. Like I said, it, it you know, depends on what goes on. With Conditions on the ground. Yes. And yep. um, actually, I got some information from a VFX supervisor on the show asking for clarity. So pretty exclusive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had pretty exclusive. For clarity. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. directly, we had this conversation uh, about the six extra episodes because it seems like there was some indication that they at first were already filmed and which didn't make sense to me because I know they were at filming last November and they had no idea what was going to happen mm-hmm. with coronavirus at that time, of course. Um, but it also didn't make sense that there are new episodes because I know they're not filming yet <laughs> because of COVID-19. Yeah. I heard two different scenarios. One is that the Eps are six separate character prequels showing some of the characters' pre-apocalypse life, which really, really doesn't make sense to me either because everyone's 10 years older than they were <laughs> when the show started. So you know, what, what would they do? Like if it was Daryl, what would they do with his hair? You know, that, that didn't make sense to me. Yeah. And the other thing that I heard was that it was just going to be an extension of season 10 with season 11 sticking to what they originally planned for season 11 you know which we just talked about so yeah so the scoop is they are set to start filming the six episodes now in october and then an extension no little prequels like that other people were saying and then when it comes to Mm -hmm. season 11 they're hoping to pick up in may like they always do when they start filming mm-hmm. the season and that it would debut October 2021 just like any regular season would so fingers crossed yeah. on all that but it's kind yeah. of up in the air and now I feel at this point even those six episodes are kind of up in the air but that's what we're mm-hmm. all like hoping for and I'm mm-hmm. gonna talk to that VFX guy again because now I'm following him I'm <laughs> 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 a little late VFX, that's really tough to say, <laughs> supervisor <laughs> stalking, and um, you know, I'm going to see if he has follow him for any more scoops, and he was really uh, open to answering questions about this and everything, so hopefully he'll continue to to be open mm-hmm. about it. Well, that, that That is pretty exciting. I hope they are able to get those six episodes filmed, because uh, I'd, I'd certainly like to see how they uh, approach that, you know, especially if what we were thinking was going to happen in the season finale ends up happening. 
be interesting to see how they try to tack on another six episodes with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so. uh, just curious as to what they're going to add as far as, well, I mean, I'll, I'll be able to speculate more intelligently once we see the season 10 finale. Yes. Yeah. If it ends on, this is not the spoiler portion, so I'll rail myself in a little. But if it, yeah, ends the way that we have been anticipating, then yeah. certainly I think it'll be the resolution of that cliffhanger, and mm-hmm. also the resolution of the Whisper War, because I really can't see that ending in the season ten finale with all that you know, huge horde that came in to Alexandria and, you know, following Beta, I don't think they're going to be able to get rid of that in one episode. Mm -hmm. It'll be very interesting to see what they pull off. So, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's good. A couple of six, you know, six episodes, keep us, keep us, um, in suspense until, uh, October 2021. I mean, essentially, we were going to lose a year from The Walking Dead because of the coronavirus and the delay in filming. So this just kind of gives us a little something. So, yeah. Which would be sad, but I, you know, I want everybody, all the cast to be safe. So better safe Mm -hmm. than sorry. I don't, I hate to have them start and then everyone gets sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would just be a mess so whatever they need to do but fingers yep. crossed October everything will be good They'll film I wonder movie. how long Daryl's hair will set. get <laughs> I'm sorry it's just a little side note how I, long Daryl's hair will get I wonder how long Daryl's hair oh. is going to get through all this they can keep growing I like long hair <laughs> mind that at all sorry that's where my mind goes right and hasn't cut it because (laughs) i know he hasn't cut his hair because i've seen him yeah uh you know different pictures Mm -hmm. at protests and things like that so he's doing Mm -hmm. his thing yeah okay let's hop into this uh the panels because yes there was a lot of interesting little tidbits in there right yep so you want to you want to okay. begin okay. with uh, <laughs> the Maggie yeah. and Negan? Yeah, Gimple was kind of well. I wanted to say Gimple was kind of overlording the panels. He was on every single damn one of them. So I feel <laughs> like the information was was vague. So I have to go. What's going to be inferred? And you know, the reason that he was there was to keep people from saying what they shouldn't be saying. Right. And so. We know from these bits and pieces that Maggie and Negan will have some interaction and mm-hmm. that Maggie is not thrilled that he's around. But mm-hmm. I don't, from, from what she was saying, it didn't seem like that she was going to kill him. Yep. You know, and I know that's kind of been the rumor and we talked a little bit about why that was. And yep. we'll talk more about that later too. Um, mm-hmm. 
and they kind of I felt like um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Lauren Kellyanne kind of hinted that he could be meeting baby Herschel mm-hmm. which you know that's probably not going to be a good thing for Negan <laughs> but I don't <laughs> think that's uh, I'm going to kill anything for him she already said her peace with him that I'm going to yes. let you live because you're miserable and I kind of like that mm. even though I, was, I wasn't happy about the way that played out at all I think they should have stuck to the comic with it and I was disappointed at the way that he was the one saying to her about um, the way that Glenn's eye was hanging out and kind of baiting her rather than mm-hmm. in the comic it was Maggie saying um, you know how do you remember Lucille this is how I remember Glenn and you know that's what you did to me mm-hmm. I just thought it was so much better in the comic I was really disappointed but anyway the ship sailed on that although I think he could be exiled you know at some point like in the comic um, and I hope that does happen eventually eventually yeah not now and yeah. it'd be sad to lose Jeffrey Dean Morgan anytime soon because this is finally his time to shine. I feel like yeah. he's finally reaching his Negany potential mm-hmm. <laughs> has been denied for so long. You know, his, his comic yeah. book Negan is being able to show. And they mentioned possible prequels and I want to get to that later. And the Rick movies We'll get to that later, too. And the one-off. Yeah. Um, with all of that, even if he was exiled, we would certainly be seeing Negan again. Yeah. Me, yeah. personally, I think it would be most interesting for him to show up on Fear. <laughs> with Dwight, Sherry, and Morgan. Yeah. You know, since he's been a little neutered now. And... Um, Morgan gave Dwight a clean slate and the whole group has been helping other survivors before you know that twat Jimmy came along and <laughs> messed them up you know I'm, I'm wondering that would be interesting would they give Negan the same clean slate since he's all about children and playing well with others now and you know maybe he could sit on a log with them like he did with Daryl <laughs> and just talk it out I mean because yeah. Daryl's not certainly not forgiven him yeah but he's still able to say okay you know what we need more fighters so yeah you know. well I liked the um the conversation that um you know Laurie and, and Jeffrey had on the panel about you know when Maggie went away um he was still locked up and, you know, now she comes back and he's out walking around and stuff, you know, and uh, how she would react to that. And, uh, he, you know, Jeffrey had made a joke that I, you know, I hope someone warns her first. <laughs> yeah. you know, poor Maggie says, hey, what's he doing out of jail? <laughs> Takes matters into her own hand. But I, it, it, it is interesting because for Maggie, time is kind of stopped. You know, yeah. I mean, she's getting some communications from from Carol, but she certainly, you know, it's not like they have Facebook with it. She's getting status status <laughs> updates all the time on what's going on in the group. 
you know, there's a lot she has to catch up on, yeah. including whatever redemption arc that uh, Negan might be on. So that that's going to be very interesting to see. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually very excited to see uh, the two of them together, you know, meet up and how that's going to play out. You know, um, don't think it's going to happen the next, you know, episode, this, um, this season, but who knows? We'll see. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like that would be season 11 things with season 11. Yeah. With the snippet of Maggie showing up and reading the letter from Carol and she's mm-hmm. probably is going to come to their assistance with the people her Georgie people that she's been working with and maybe she has her own people that you know are under her command or things like that mm-hmm. so I just don't I just don't see her taking the time with all that chaos going on to have any sort of issues with Negan play out. And that's probably just going to be a season 11 thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm really excited to see how that works. Um, that that's going to be real interesting and how, and how Daryl, you know, adjusts to Negan being out and about where we, you know, the little, um, screenshots we've seen and the promo pics we've seen has, has shown, you know, more interaction between Daryl and uh, and Negan. So that'll be interesting to see that play out too. So, very, very interesting stuff there. Okay, anything else you want to add on that? Or do you want me to jump into? Well, I know um, that you had some I had some stuff, yeah. That you wanted to get to from the from the panel. Yeah. So, <laughs> so rather than um uh for me when I was looking, when I was listening, I just I just picked up on some stuff and things that just really just caused my antenna to go up and uh so those are the that uh talk about. So I mean the first actually came from uh before they even really started talking, you know, the little introduction uh, about the panels was just a, it, there was a comment about The Walking Dead being a show about adapting, that that's, that's what the whole show's about, how you adapt into a new, this new life, this new universe that they're in. And um, I thought it was very appropriate, given the fact that that's exactly what they were doing, is they were adapting to the situation that we have here on the ground with the coronavirus and um, going virtual with it. And that's really what we're all doing is we're all adapting to this, um, you know, this uh, coronavirus world right now. So uh, that it's, I just saw the parallels being very interesting that it, it was like we were bringing the Walking Dead universe into today, minus the zombies, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Although I ever see that meme going around saying, you know, this virus stuff yeah. sucks. I want more zombies. So I just I just thought that was really interesting. I really also love I love Angela Kang. I, I love when yeah. she describes the characters and you know, and she brought up something that um I really I'm ashamed to say I really didn't think of. Um you and I have this um hatred of the um hallucinations and the voices 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that it tends to get overplayed. But she brought up some real interesting points about the voices that are going on in Beta's head. That in many ways, it they're flashbacks to Alpha's orders. That he's used to Alpha telling him what to do. So it's a flashback to her still motivating him to move mm-hmm. and how to handle things. But it's also his fan base that he is someone who's used to hearing the cheer of the crowd. Yeah, I really love that part. And, yeah. And once that they showed the, well, they called it an extended clip, but it really didn't have that much new. But I mm-hmm. can really see that in Ryan Hurst's face that he was like conveying mm-hmm. that that he was um, it's almost like the roar of the, the crowd giving him life yes yeah you know and that the walkers very much are the roar of the crowd that there's that parallel there that you know he, he can hear the walkers the sound of the walkers help push him on and I thought that was just a really um you know, really interesting way to look at um, those voices that are going on in Beta's head that's motivating him and pushing him forward. And when uh, Angela described that, I was like, yes, that that makes the hallucinations a little more worthwhile. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because he's really, you know, wearing wearing part of Alpha's face and dealing mm-hmm. with her death and dealing with wanting to take down the people who did that to him. If mm-hmm. anyone should <laughs> should have the hallucinations and things like that, I feel that it should be beta. And he's mm-hmm. not it's not like he's really imagining her along with him because he has mm-hmm. part of her i mean it's not like she's popping up in the boathouse like <laughs> like with yeah. carol and things like that and i i much prefer that way because you yes. can see that he's not just unraveling but just the way that he is makes makes more sense the yeah there's more done, of a purpose for it. yes the things that he's done yeah. in like almost merging with her yes and yes. with her and like you said the 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 fans in his head mm-hmm. just still still pushing him and giving him mm-hmm. life and giving him motivation and um mm-hmm. yeah I really love that yeah and I, I just loved when she uh when she mentioned that uh I thought that I was like okay now that makes sense <laughs> Um, the other thing that came up is, um, someone had asked a question about, um, who would be a good guardian for Judith and for RJ. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought this was a, I think this was a gimbal that answered this one. Um, and his answer was really that, um, Judith knows how to take care of herself. She really doesn't need a guardian and the guardians of RJ and Judith usually are the ones that end up in danger anyway Mm -hmm. but the he focused on Judith and saying that when she came into the world she came into the world right at the beginning of this she is the true child of the apocalypse she was born at the very beginning of the 
apocalypse. Mm -hmm. She was born in very difficult circumstances. She grew up with this. She's kind of the first generation of this. And um, so she really knows how to take care of herself. She knows how to live in this world. So she really doesn't need many people taking care of her. Um, you know, and then he made the joke that, you know, Judith, RJ, they're usually the ones that, that end up in danger. I mean, Rick's gone and, you know, Judith's mother, um, Lori died giving birth to her and, you know, just, uh, I thought it was a really interesting way to look at that as well. Um, you know, this, this generation of kids, you know, that the first generation of the apocalypse. So that, uh, that stood out to me as well. Um, then there was a conversation about Carol. And I, I only want to really skim the surface about this because at some point I'm sure we're going to end up doing a Carol episode. <laughs> yes, we are. We have to. Oh, yeah. Uh... <laughs> I think she's going to deserve, I think she's going to deserve her own episode soon. But um, so Melissa had said that, uh, Carol is really, and I, I thought the symbolism here was really interesting. They were talking about, she got a question about Carol's Ark, and she said that Carol is really in the same water, but a different boat. Which was interesting, because there's been a lot of water imagery around Carol this particular season. Her going away on a boat. Her going to the boathouse. It's almost like she's surrounded by water somehow. And um, in previous episodes, Carol has been actually surrounded by fire. I've always seen fire as a symbolism um, representative of Carol. She, you know, starting off with her, you know, literally using fire to burn the bodies of uh, Karen and David. Um, you know, the fire that she created at Terminus. There was even an episode with her and Daryl where they go into the city to... Um, to save Beth and that was called consumed. And there was a lot of talk about fire and emerging from flames from that. And uh, now being represented by water. And I'm not sure what that symbolism could mean, but water usually extinguishes fire. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that's going to foreshadow something from us, uh, you know, for us. But I mean, Melissa is, She's keen enough and she's a very smart actress where she really knows how to describe her character in very symbolic ways. I've, I've noticed that through the years. Yeah. So the idea of Carol being in the, you know, in the same water, but different boat, I, I felt was really telling us something about what could be going on with her. And just looking at it, Physically, too, her, char her character arc, you and I have even discussed about how Carol tends to get in the same situations over and over again. <laughs> Which drives me mad, as you know. Yeah. Yes. But even, even Melissa's saying that, yes, that is, ten that is what tends to happen to Carol. You know? So I thought that was really interesting, too. But uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, because, like I said, we, we will do a Carol. <laughs> a carol episode at some point i also loved um and ross mentioned this that um he did admit that there were hints of a relationship between aaron and jesus 
Did you catch that? I did, but yeah, I I disagree with him because really, yeah, I do. Um, not just because of the comic, but because when when they were training, when he was meeting up with him to train and stuff like that, I didn't see mm-hmm. any hints of anything romantic going on between them. I saw their friendship growing, and mm-hmm. I still think that he was mourning Eric, and that would be mm-hmm. out of character for the character of Aaron to go ahead and, and make that leap. So I know Mm -hmm. that I know that Ross might have anticipated it coming, Mm -hmm. but I I don't think that they were there yet because like, you know, going back to the comet, he was very reluctant and practically had to be pushed onto Jesus. (laughs) Literally. Yeah, for things to start up between them because he just loved Eric so much and I just think it would be out of character for him to even in in the series just be ready ready mm-hmm. for that see I saw it I when I was watching those scenes I did see it as maybe the beginning of something I thought yeah I didn't know at the time that Jesus was gonna die or you know they was gonna leave the show um so I was hoping it was going to be the beginning of an arc for them but um you know alas other plans were in mind but um I did find that interesting uh as well uh, and also Jeffrey uh, <laughs> saying that he missed doing the comic book scene when he actually lost Lucille. Yeah. You know, because um, I think you and I had, had talked about that at one time, too. That, um, you know, that was a scene that we would have liked to see in the com- uh, from the comic book. Yeah, because he really flipped the fuck out, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Lucille broke on Beta's back. Yeah, <laughs> that was a yeah. That would have been great. Yeah. He he's and yeah. I'm so there was talk of the fans that Carol was going to be the one to kill Alpha or Daryl was going to be, and I really wanted it to be Negan because I feel like Jeffrey Dean Morgan has lost a lot that he was looking. Mm-hmm. You know, all the scenes with Carl and it, just like that scene. You know, like he's he's lost a lot of the really great Negan moments and even he didn't have his fight with Jesus. Even Jesus fought Morgan. Morgan. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's just, all right. That's still weird. (laughs) I know we talked about before. That's still a really weird choice, but he's missed a lot of really great shit. Comic moments. Yeah. And yeah. um, I'm so glad he got to got to be the one to kill Alpha. I was really, really thrilled about that. But yeah, I really wanted that too for him to flip yeah. out over losing Lucille. Yeah. And I think he would have so done was... such an excellent job. Oh, yeah. Well, even the way he was describing it in the panel was, <laughs> yeah. you could tell he was really into it. <laughs> oh, since we're on the, when, since we're on Jeffrey, <laughs> it was so funny <laughs> when uh, when um they were asking the fans uh, the, they were asking the cast like people they wanted to work with and Paula 
who plays Princess, had indicated mm -hmm. that she would really love to have done scenes with Jeffrey. And then she said, Damon. <laughs> and Jeffrey Dean Morgan was like, what, what the fuck? I'm right here. <laughs> that was so funny. She was laughing. Yeah. He was laughing. That was a, a really great yeah, One thing I, li I like about the cast anytime I see them is uh, they really, A, enjoy their jobs and B, enjoy each other. There's really such a nice chemistry, and you can see that even in the in the uh, you know in the panels when they're not in the same room. But uh, you know, there's obviously a connection with them. It's it's really nice to see. Yeah, and um, that brings me to another point that came up was um, I think someone had asked Angela uh, Kang about diversity about the, the the diversity in the show, diversity in the comic. And she called it a core value of the comic. And she talked about all the different types of, of people that are in the show. And um, she had a statement that I thought was really powerful. She said, there's no one type of person who survives. You know, which brings me all the way back to the first season where uh, Rick is yelling at um, Merle on the top of the uh, the roof, and he says, "You know, we're we're all in this together." You know, um, you know, and uh, it's just it's true. There's there's so many different characters. There's so many different ethnicities. You know, um, there's there's so much diversity on the show itself. That really shows that, you know, I mean, e even um, a, a, a deaf woman, mm -hmm. that there is no type, one type of person who survives, you know, and I, I just thought that was very poignant as well, you know. Um, another point uh, that brought that. <laughs> The last five minutes of the episode, and this is a quote, the last five minutes of the episode takes it to a whole other place. Now, I don't know if they're trying. Yeah, <laughs> we've heard this before through the years that, oh, my God, the ending's just going to blow people away. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping this isn't an overselling of it and that what we think is going to happen ends up happening. Yeah. Without giving too much away. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what that means. If it's <laughs> if it's what that we have been anticipating, mm -hmm. I still don't know what that means because <laughs> <laughs> that was a comic moment, you know, just with a different character. We'll go into that more mm -hmm. in our our spoiler section for anyone that wants to know, but mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't say that it takes it to a new place. It would just be, since it would have to be with completely different characters, that ultimately would not have the same attachment to each other, no matter how much the fans are at odds with that statement, don't have the same attachment as the characters in the comic from that Cert, uh, the certain doom a certain doom yeah 
that when anybody reads a comic. See, I, I interpreted out. it not as a whole new place as in a physical place, but a whole new place as in a whole new level. Yeah, I yeah. It see the way that that's everything that is gimply is <laughs> is know, vague. He, he says that all the time about a lot of stuff, and then once it happens, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, I said that with <laughs> there were things that he mentioned which I now know kind of referred to that satellite that would have burned yes, up before yeah. it hit the ground <laughs> and um in thinking back when that happened and knowing that's probably what he was talking about I'm like okay that was a little dumb and if it was only for the purpose of Eugene and Stephanie both seeing it mm-hmm. and him kind of figuring what distance she could the you know farthest distance she should could possibly be and then finding out where she actually was that really mm-hmm. could have been done by saying hey where are you I'm here yeah <laughs> didn't need a satellite to fall out of the sky and both of them see it so some of the things that he thinks are mind-blowing important mind-blowing yeah yeah are yeah well that's why i'm saying i'm hoping it's not the not an oversell yeah and you know i know that some people were saying that they thought that he meant taking it somewhere or whatever that they meant that it was going to spin into the rick movies well yeah, i would really no, I, be taking I it somewhere because <laughs> The Rick movies haven't even started filming yet. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to film in England, so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. All that big bullshit. Mm -hmm. Just just tell us, man. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? We're all in quarantine. All this coronavirus (laughs) shit's going on. Stop just giving us the crumbs. Stop teasing us. (laughs) Give us a sandwich. Just tell us. We, it's not like we're not going to watch it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Tell us what you want. I don't know. So they also had a panel on um, Kirkman. Kirkman had his own panel. I thought he was hysterical. <laughs> Very entertaining. <laughs> and um, I'm going to hold the, you know, my observations about uh, Negan Lives, which he did talk about for when we talk about Negan Lives. But there are a couple of things that came up overall um, during it. And um, one observation that uh, Kirkman made, which I thought was pretty interesting, was um, he was talking about the difference between the comic book and the TV series. And that in the comic book, he said the central focus was the story of the Grimes family, which makes sense. But of course, that can't be the case in the TV series. Um, So he said in the TV series, though, the central focus is the entire Walking Dead world. So he made that clear distinction. And he said that, you know, it's, it's different when you're doing a comic versus when you're doing a TV series, you know, obviously, because people come and go, they're actors. So you know, they're not necessarily going to stay around. He likes that there was a difference, he mentioned, mm-hmm. because he likes the way his story goes and he likes what they do with the TV show. 
but I just thought that was a very interesting um, way of putting it that, you know, the comic book, the central focus is the Grimes family, which you see that right up until the end of the comic. And in the TV series, it's the entire world and the characters within that world. So I thought that was a nice way to put it. Um, he also said that the favorite issue, his favorite issue to write, as well as his most heartbreaking issue. And um, I suppose I should give a warning here. If you don't want to know what happens in the comic book, just cover your ears for a few few minutes and go la 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, was the episode where Andrea dies and he actually mentioned that a couple of times uh, during his it's not really a panel it was just him Uh, (laughs) and that his favorite um, episode from the TV series was Claire that's you know that's one of my top five Yes, my, yes. My favorite will always be Days Gone By, but mm-hmm. Claire's right up there. Yep, yep. And if anyone's interested in our entire list, we did do an episode on <laughs> on favorite uh, favorite uh, episodes. Um, and he also mentioned that he wasn't he that he was heavily involved in the Rick movies. Oh. So that was. <laughs> Sorry, was that me? <laughs> yeah. You okay there? <laughs> I, I I could not hide my well, disgust or whatever that was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so um Okay, so those are the things that were non-Negan lives related that came up. Yeah. And um do you want to add anything, or do we want to get right into Negan List? About uh, Kirkman's panel? About any of it. <laughs> you know what? Open I... forum. <laughs> Kirkman's panel was my favorite. I thought yeah. he was so hilarious from talking about how it looks like he has no ears. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard. Yeah. So, and then I couldn't stop looking at the fact that you couldn't see his ears. See his ears. Yeah. At him. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like the, it was like what it was like the first thing he said, and he said it so seriously. And then, <laughs> and then when he was answering questions, and and they're like, "What's your favorite?" This, you know, I just it's like, "What's a favorite sandwich you ever made?" <laughs> and then, yeah. and it was just so fun. I love Robert Kirkman. I love him. I do. Yeah. And my. Oh, my my little guttural noise at the mention of the involvement with the Rick movies. It's just that nothing nothing with him. It's just every time that someone mentions these Rick movies, I just feel like it's mm-hmm. farther and farther away. And yeah. it's just, just an illusion at this point. <laughs> you wonder if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. It, I they really expected to start filming by now. So it's not just because of COVID. It's yeah. they were twe- tweaking the script and things like that. So yeah. that, that's my, my issue that, with the Rick movies. That's never a good sign, unfortunately. Yeah. My issue with the Rick movies are the Rick movies. <laughs> I, just, <Yeah. laughs> I know I would be a happy fan if they just said, fuck these Rick movies. We're not doing them. <laughs> and Andy Lincoln's mm-hmm. just going to come back to the show. Yeah, just have a couple episodes with him coming back and saying, hey, where, where the hell's Michonne? Yeah. 
and Michonne's saying, why would you write Japanese on a cell phone and leave your, <laughs> and leave your boots behind? Dude, dude, what are you thinking? That, that, those are the only questions that I really want answered. Mm-hmm. I don't care where he's been or what he's been doing. I just want to know why he's been doing it without his boots. What's he wearing on his feet? <laughs> are they, you know, maybe bunny slippers. I don't know. But I... and, and why there's a picture of modern day Judith. Yes. And they yeah. said there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. But I, uh... at this point, who knows? I don't, you know, not only do I not know anything about that, I don't want to know anything. Just, <laughs> come, come back. Come back, Andy. Come back to the show. <laughs> the show needs you. Norman misses you. I know Norman mm-hmm. misses him. But I, I did really enjoy Kirkman's panel about the rest of them because it was just him <laughs> answering fan <laughs> questions and being funny and, you know, just the. Uh, and we'll get to the things that he said about yeah. um, kind of mind blowing about the Negan lives. Yes, really mind blowing. Yeah, and uh, you, this is actually a great transition. So let me just state for the listeners here. So you read Negan's li- Negan lives before the panel discussion that gave us this little bit of information. Yes. that's really important. Yes. Okay. Um. You passed it along to me before I read Negan Lives. So once again, we're coming at it from two different angles. You're coming at it from not knowing that bit of information. And I'm coming at it completely different, knowing going in this bit of information. So that's important to note. Okay. So first we'll we'll get into um, Negan Lives and... I want to say that why that Kirkman did it. He was throwing us a bone (laughs) (laughs) because of quarantine and stuff like this. And interestingly enough, it came out one year after the comic ended, original Mm -hmm. comic. And, you know, I, I love him for that. I'm so appreciative of the fact that he, he did Negan lives and not only did it, but it was very, very clever. Like I said, now Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll get into to if no one wants to know you know stop listening if you didn't read Negan lives and don't want to know what happened in it okay so show little Negan on his own in his little house in the little little cabin yes by a little grave visiting the little grave and you know talking to Lucille as he does and uh the little cross of sticks (laughs) what in the note you know surviving eating stuff out of cans and which you know sometimes was not a good idea and made him sick and things like that we know from when he was first exiled mm-hmm. and then uh, some people happened upon him well a girl happened upon him who happened to be named lucy lucy now i think that she said that was her name because she saw the grave yes i i did think that I didn't you know, think that's that. what I was thinking is because um, that she saw the grave, but um, that I'm, I'm 50, 50 on that after, you know, mm-hmm. all Kirkland's little reveals. So yes. he met her and of course he figured out she must have shady people with her 
and then mm-hmm. of course jumped him and you know chaos ensued well she and, starts coming on to him first which i thought yeah, was that's really what, that funny. was his tip off it, that was his tip off yeah and, she starts coming on to him and he's like what you know you're you're you know how old yeah and plus the <laughs> yeah. fact that she was clean and her clothes were clean and she yeah. didn't look like she'd just been you know surviving on her own and things of that nature so he yeah. was suspicious and he was right to be so then yeah. you know the bad dudes of course what's having him dig up lucille's grave you know for mm-hmm. himself which caused him to flip out but of course he kept digging because <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because he knew that he was going to open up a can of whoop ass on him and that was going to be the end and he went full negan and you know went after him with a shovel and everything else and kills was- him with a shovel tries to cut him in half with a shovel yes. that was that was fun which was yeah fantastic so yes. <laughs> so then you know and he had told this you know, lucy person about his wife and you know i had always hoped and it was mentioned a couple of times in letter hacks maybe that's where he got his idea maybe he always decided in his head at least that this is what happened with megan that he would you know finally put lucille to rest by going back to the hospital where he had that kid put her down after Mm -hmm. she died of cancer and then reanimated and bring her to where he was living Mm -hmm. and you know that's where megan lives ended that he was going to start this journey and the funny thing was my comic squad on um you know the walk our walking dead page were discussing it and i said i'm i'm really confused by this because number one negan is not any older (laughs) and yeah and this was you know i'm thinking carl's grown up Uh, yeah assumingly yeah, so yeah, assumingly when you first read it, you going into it, when you first read it, you assumed it was happening at the end of the Walking Dead comic series after comic 193, which would have been the last one. Yes. So, it, you know, years would have passed, he would have been older. Yeah, so that's um, what I was thinking. So in my mind, and, right. you know, and discussing it with my comics squad, I'm like, I want to know what kind of skin cream Negan is using. Because <laughs> Carl's grown up and has a baby, he looks fantastic, and he still looks <laughs> the same. And why didn't they age him? I thought that that was curious, and I was like, well, yeah. maybe you know, Charlie, the artist, just didn't didn't understand that or something. Sorry, Charlie, <laughs> I'm not yeah. trying to offend you, but I that that was a little odd to me. But I was like, okay, well it's a comic but we saw rick in the comic age a lot right and of course like i said carl growing up and everything. yeah so why didn't he go? and then another you were thinking yes and then another thing i was thinking is you know walker came out and started attacking him and the guys that were trying to kill him and things i'm like okay this is also weird because uh baby herschel was mm-hmm. having to have a sideshow of walkers because walkers. people pretty much like forgot about them. Right. So, where... so how were they coming out of nowhere attacking people? Yes, yeah, so I was, I was right. super confused by some of some of these things. Yes. So yeah. In Kirkman's panel, he shined a uh, bright light on it 
and I'm mm-hmm. so I'm so happy. So I'll just get in. Very mind, yeah, very mind blowing. Yeah. I, I I my mind was friggin' blown. I was like, oh my goodness. So anyway, yeah. in comic 174, when Maggie was going to kill Negan, but ultimately spared him, Lucille's grave was marked with a cross made of sticks. Right, which you do see yes. at the beginning of Negan's Negan lives. Okay, you do see the cross of sticks. In the final Walking Dead comic, when we see Negan putting flowers on Lucille's grave, there was a headstone with her name. Mm -hmm. We assume it was because over time he had decided to make one that was more aesthetically pleasing. But I've learned now, like I said, with Kirkman's panel, there's more to it. Kirkman Kirkman (laughs) indicated that the shot of him at the fancier headstone was, in fact, after the events of Negan Lives. At the very, very Mm -hmm. end of the final Walking Dead comic when they were showing little glimpses into what went on with everyone you know at the end Mm -hmm. how they lived their lives out eugene was you know stephanie had died eugene was still living without her blah 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 but Mm -hmm. it was after the events in england he had already retrieved lucille's body from the hospital buried her remains Uh and improved the headstone boom and me being me i double checked megan megan lives yep stick cross (laughs) yeah (laughs) so megan lives happened way before the end of the comic Right. Some sort of period of time while Negan was in exile. Yeah. Which I think is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Which explains his um, young appearance, the zombies coming out of everywhere. Yes. So sometime during all those years when Carl was growing up and starting family and baby Herschel and Maggie were turning into assholes, (laughs) Negan was taking a trip (laughs) with that tick to get Lucille. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, now, the real Lucille. Yes, now, so <laughs> now it makes sense how you know, he didn't age or so walkers and um, people were running around that weren't part of a community. So, yeah. you know, wow, my mind is blown. Yeah. And I was wondering then at the very, well, towards the end of the comic, when Carl was delivering supplies to Negan and telling um, Lydia that he always mm-hmm. knocks to talk to him you know but Mm -hmm. he never answers the door but the supplies are you know usually gone so at least he's taking the supplies so i'm wondering if that chick was living with him now i have all kinds of other Mm -hmm. questions kirkman (laughs) kirkman that you didn't (laughs) yeah that you didn't he did say he didn't think that so this was this was disappointing for me because he um someone had asked him or you know there was some indication i forget how we said it but there was some indication that he would not do another negan story to explain how he retrieved the body or anything like that that he was just going to leave it like that he did say that but then he also indicated what we all know and love about him that he's a big liar so (laughs) so maybe yeah. Maybe because I I would like I would love to see that story, him going to get the body. Oh yeah, I would love to see that. But even if not, I'm so really glad that it happened because that has bothered me for years. Yeah, that he just left the body there. Just that he didn't have that closure. Yeah, that I didn't have that closure. <laughs> 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 if I'm being honest. 
tell with Forget about Negan. You didn't have it. I knew that closure because I just, I don't know if you um, completely like recall that when she died, he didn't know Mm -hmm. what was going on outside of the hospital. And he thought that she was breathing. Breathing, yeah. He didn't realize that she reanimated. And then, of Mm -hmm. course, he was like, what the fuck? And he just ran out of the room and he never went Mm -hmm. back. And then, you know, when the kid that he met told him, hey, you know, Walker's man and (laughs) the the Mm -hmm. dad's coming back. And he explained to him, you know, I guess as gently as he could that that wasn't his wife anymore and what had happened and that Mm -hmm. to put her down, you have to, you know, give her the brain injury and he couldn't do it. So then Mm -hmm. he never saw her again. And that... I know that had to be, that was before, you know, Negan was killing Glenn and stuff. So, <laughs> of course, I mm-hmm. had sympathy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this was, um, Negan Lives was definitely a way of him making it right by Lucille, giving her that proper burial, you know, um, and, you know, coming to terms with it himself, assumingly, you know. It was, uh, I, I just, I loved it. I thought it was absolutely brilliant, you know, and, um, you know, like I said, going into it, I already knew that it was supposed to take place prior to 193. Mm-hmm. So I had that knowledge going in. Um, I think it probably would have driven me crazy if I, <laughs> if I didn't know going in, I probably would have been you know, questioning it like you, but it it was very fulfilling to know that this is essentially the story of how he starts his journey to retrieve Lucille. And there's little, and now that I know that the little hints were there, the, the thick crosses instead of the headstone, the headstone. Yeah. Megan lives. And Mm -hmm. I mean, as soon as Kirkman said that I was yanking out my comic, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to to make sure and I'm like oh, I can't believe I missed that I'm such a dope <laughs> yeah but I really appreciate him doing that and that was, yeah. that was it was brilliant it was really brilliant yeah, it just made it more fantastic so I'm really yeah. happy with it I would love for him to do you know more comics every once in a while like that drop a little surprise on us but mm-hmm. I'm not counting on it but he's a big liar, so it could happen. <laughs> I'm counting on him being deceptive, and <laughs> that's we're okay with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay that that's... he's deceptive when it's in my favor. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like good for you, Kirkman. Lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's all the all the Kirkman panel and Negany news. So if you want to hop yeah. into kind of spoiler territory some other things we found out in the in the panel that are noteworthy all right so we'll jump into that so if you are not a spoiler person um yeah just ignore us just get out all right get out leave yeah okay the first thing we need (laughs) to discuss is the ninja again because oh my god please ninja. it is not Heath. it's not maggie it's not connie no one had time for this ninja training. Since, well, it's not Beth. <laughs> well, it's possible Heath had the time for the ninja training, but it's not Heath. <laughs> not Heath. 
uh, Ross let this little tidbit go during the panel that it is mm-hmm. a new character, a female mm-hmm. character, and mm-hmm. he basically said their entrance is Michonne-esque, as in the way that she came in mm-hmm. to save Andrea. Yeah. Even though we didn't know it was her, and that was the first time and last time we saw her that season, but it was a great introduction, you know, miserable yep. and everything. So I guess what he's saying is the ninja comes on the scene in the same way, and it looks mm-hmm. like the scene where Aaron and Alden need their asses saved. Yes. So I'm thinking that also that's what he means is that it's someone that's coming to save them, not to, to save harm them. them. Mm-hmm. And a new character, female, so not Connie, not Heath, not not someone we already know. Yes. Not, not Maggie. New? Yeah, Maggie's not with someone. her little um you know, Australian outback hat and her little <laughs> like uh denimish shirt, I think, or whatever, or khaki, yeah. I can't remember. But anyway, I don't think that she read Carol's letter and said, Oh, I better get on my ninja stuff and <laughs> I gotta do my ninja gotta do my ninja skills now. And go save everyone. That did not mm-hmm. happen, people. It didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm very relieved. Yeah. New character. So that's yeah. that settles that. I don't want to hear yeah. Ben. I don't no, hear no more Heath's name mentioned ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know that's gonna bite me in the ass because he's probably gonna show up in the Rick movies. <laughs> terrible feeling. But not as a ninja. No. <laughs> so he's gonna have this morales moment where we see Heath again and mm-hmm. someone kills him. Yeah. You know, but but we are, we also should probably mention that in the um season ten finale trailer. There's still no sign of Connie. Yeah, no Connie. But, so I don't I don't know what they're gonna do with her, but there's I sure hope we get to see her in the finale and that that's tied up. I'm confident she's still alive. And yeah. I really don't think that we've seen the end of her. I know that um she's doing she's a the first deaf superhero, which is wonderful. Mm-hmm. But nothing's filming, so I yeah I don't think we we've seen the end of Connie. No. Well, I hope not. She's really one of uh, one of my favorite newer characters. And someone someone made this comment. I know who it, who it is on on Twitter, and I have zero appreciation for it because I think it's bordering on being if not racist certainly certainly kind of shitty they were mm. saying that the reason and it, this this made the Carol fans irate and I guess they were entitled to it this, but they were saying that of course it's going to be Connie and Daryl because Walking Dead just has to show how diverse they are and they're not going to put two white people together as a couple. <laughs> so, no. shit out of luck. And I hate that someone has taken that away from a show that's so diverse. And 
Yeah. Yeah. Most of the couples on there are just people who like each other, people who love each other, and they're not mm-hmm. hung up on skin color. But I don't think it's her. It's purposely just interracial couples. I don't. It's not like okay if they would have put Rick and Sasha together, for example. Mm-hmm. That would be insane because they really had nothing in common. And, right, you know, but Rick and Michonne made sense. She was like the surrogate mother to his children. Um, mm-hmm. They were well; they didn't like each other at first. They had, you know, mm-hmm. just like grabbing her bullet holes and hurting her and stuff, trying to get information out of her and threatening her and stuff like that. But then, mm-hmm. you know, we saw them grow as friends, and they had respect for each other and all. And that makes sense to me. And for people to say say things like that, I think is just stupid. Number yep. one, and uh, you know, unfair, unfair to the characters, unfair to the cast, unfair to unfair to the whole show. Yeah, and in, in the comic, um, it's still very diverse. There's a lot of you know um, people of color and people of different faiths and people of, of different abilities some one-legged people one-armed you know because unfortunately <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse that's that's what's gonna happen to you no matter what it happens you know like rick like you brought up a good point earlier and with the things rick said to merle there's no mm. white meat and dark meat. white meat or dark yeah. meat yeah and you know we're all in it together and for yep. for people to want to like like pull that back and you know what they say: two steps forward, and two steps back, or one step back, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I just think that that's silly. But that yeah. being said, I still think that Daryl and Connie would make more sense as a couple mm-hmm. than Carol and Daryl. It's been it's been ten years. <laughs> I mean, I know some guys are slow to make their move, but come on. Yeah, that's. That just I don't I don't I don't know I don't understand why that their close friendship is not enough for people and clearly clearly he has feelings for Connie he was you know digging through those rocks trying to find his way into the cave after her um, mm-hmm. Magna was in there too and he didn't mention her once <laughs> so right. just saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can you can tell with the interaction between the two of them, the little glances, him, you know, learning sign language. You know, we've we've mentioned this before in the episodes that um, Daryl is a a man of very few words. So to learn how to communicate with another person is a huge growth for him. Mm hmm. And it's ironic that, you know, the way he would have to learn would be without words, but instead with sign language. Yeah, and he has his I, I just think it's I just think it's a cute, cute matchup. I I love the matchup. Yeah, and she he's like, We're going this way and she just walks her own way and takes dog with her. <laughs> and you know, yep. that's cute. And Carol made mention that he has feeling he's seen he, she has seen it. She sees it, yeah. And she didn't say it in a jealous way or a catty way or anything like that. So, so 
Yeah, I, I, I think that it happened. But that I just, ship has sailed, guys. Let's, let's, yeah. you know, it's, it's sailed. Let's, you know, it just, let's just be happy for him. And since we're yes. in the spoiler segment, anyway, mm-hmm. I still, yeah. a certain doom, I, I think it could be the end for Carol. I think so. I, I totally agree. I mean, they could pull some bullshit like they did with the tower and not make it about anybody hanging there with their guts out, damn them, but. <laughs> but we still, but we still could get a, a moment like that too. Yeah, but when they name an episode after a comic <laughs> issue. She wants to see it. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to see it, damn it. That's a damn gimple move and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I feel, I feel cheated when they do stuff like that. I feel like. Yeah. You know, the the comic fans have been loyal all that time. We got the ending we didn't expect, even though it was the ending that, that we wanted. You know, mm-hmm. we really, I loved it. But yeah, don't, don't be doing that shit. Don't tell us, <laughs> don't tell us, oh, here's the tower. And we're like, oh, somebody's going to be killed by Beta and hanging on a ladder. And nobody's going to notice for a year. <laughs> which, <laughs> which always makes me laugh that nobody was like oh where's gabriel oh, just hanging around <laughs> and no no one asked for but it, it wasn't comic gabriel he'd have his ass beaten by series gabriel because i really like what seth has done with the character i really like that that i like gabriel because i didn't so much in the comic and i didn't care that baby yeah. killed him to be honest but you know <laughs> I, I I wanted to see that I, and I was hoping that it was it was Alden to be honest because I didn't want it to be Gabriel I certainly didn't yep. want it to be Eugene of course people had talked about that a little bit but do you um do you still think that <laughs> I want to call it a hanging Chad moment but I don't know what else to call it <laughs> the hanging ladder moment is going to happen no, I don't. You don't know? Okay. I, I, I don't think so. I think that that was a tease to it and showing up. Hmm. Um, I, I don't, I just don't feel like it's Gabe. I mean, they could still do it, but I, I hope not. Well, they, well I, I don't even mean with Gabriel. I mean, with someone else. Hmm. No, not the way that they have everybody, because like we had talked episodes ago that mm-hmm. my money was on Alden. Right. And he's out in the woods with Aaron, so how's he going to get there? How's he going to get there in time to be... You never know! Yeah, they do have a TARDIS. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, possible, but he's out in the woods with the ninja and Aaron. I don't know. <laughs> that would be difficult. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't see it happening. <laughs> oh boy. Um, okay, what else do we what else do we have for do we have any other spoilers or do you know anything else? Or? I, I don't know, nothing. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> now we talked about everything, you know, before about our predictions for yeah, you know, the season finale and that new stuff that they supposedly added was nothing <laughs> that didn't help yeah 
<laughs> you know, more more beta going a little, you know, but which I do love. Yeah. Although, <laughs> you know what I want to mention because this is kind of funny. I went boating with some friends this weekend, and the fact that I'm creepy came up, and we because <laughs> we happen to be talking about uh, tanning stuff or whatever. And I told them, I said, "Oh, well, you know, they used to do that with brain juice." <laughs> kind of took a step back for me, and but it, I I can't help it that I'm interesting on. A lot of levels. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm sure many of our listeners out there, you, you have a go by like a, you know, a shut down house or, you know, an abandoned building or something like that. And you consider whether or not that would be a good hideout during an apocalypse. Yeah, I do that all the time. Well, see, they were trying to say that they also did like some tanning with um, urine and I'm like brain juice. <laughs> but don't tell me. <laughs> urine anybody can yeah. get that well you know what if you really wanted to get the conversation going you needed to tell them about how they would actually you know tan the skin in order to make a mask uh, you know a, a face mask yeah. that's I mean, what you need to do I feel like in, in watching Walking Dead this is stuff yeah. that people think about absolutely and, especially now and yes and I'm here to let them know that you can, you know, tan stuff with brain juice. <laughs> <laughs> that um, you can't eat people without getting sick, even if they're cooked. Yep. So Terminus is full of shit. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> just, just thinking about. And if you ever do get uh, bit by a zombie, just amputate the limb. And I know that the, um, you know, that plane that went down, that people turned to cannibalism and mm -hmm. it's possible they didn't get sick, but I bet they were pooping their heads off because, <laughs> you know, that's not something they're going to put in a movie, but I'm sure <laughs> that they got, it maybe helped them survive and they didn't you know, eat enough to die, but not going to help them. And I wanted to add about that because I think this is not only hilarious but one of the stupidest stupidest things that i've ever heard in relation to the walking dead you know how somebody always puts those walking dead facts mm -hmm. you know they make the little little pictures and i'll have some kind of fact um one time the fact that i was smoking pot because he said the true story the true fact walking dead true fact um that andy lincoln's father was in that plane that went down and <laughs> had to eat people to survive and that andy draws on his father's experience for and i'm like what <laughs> and i actually had to write to that true fact guy and i said where did you get this true fact and i said because that plane was full of soccer players from chile <laughs> of which andy lincoln's father was not one because he's not from chile he's a british guy <laughs> And um, never played soccer, so ah. <laughs> uh, so I just had to mention that that, that know, Andy Lincoln's yeah. Andy Lincoln's beloved father was not a cannibal. Was was not in the movie alive. Necessity yes. and 
<laughs> that never happened. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they, these um these podcasts just get weirder and weirder. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, that's a good thing. <laughs> well, I'm not sorry. I wasn't really sorry. No, you weren't. No, but that's it. <laughs> Look, we got to keep it creepy and interesting because Absolutely. Th- that's who we are. It is. Yes. You know, just, you know, be you. <laughs> I am. Yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So since we don't have anything else to offer you by way of spoilers at the end of our episode here, I'm just reverting back to being creepy that's that's quite okay yep (laughs) and i just keep thinking about how awful beta's mask must steal must uh, must smell because as you know no time well we're also all learning about how awful masks can smell (laughs) when you wear them for too long (laughs) i can't help thinking about these things (laughs) I never sleep, and this is why I'm up late at night thinking. <laughs> thinking hey, I, all this stuff. I was told, by the way, a little, a little hint, okay? So, you know, you're wearing a mask. Usually your breath gets a little, you know, icky, right? So use a breath mint. You, you have a, suck on a breath mint while you have the mask on, and it freshens your breath so you're not, you know, inhaling your own stinky breath. I think Beta should do the same thing. Maybe she should just have a tic-tac that's not gonna help because he has rotting flesh on his face well you know you never know it could help a little Uh, i don't think so and his (laughs) i think his breath is probably so funky by now i mean they're (laughs) they're pooping in a pile and not wiping i think his breath is the last thing on his mind (laughs) and speaking of i'll tell you something else I use I use TheraBreath toothpaste yeah. and mouthwash, and you know my mask is delightful. It doesn't. <laughs> I use that. I use it anyway because I take a, a a medication that makes my mouth kind of dry, and that helps with dry mouth. My um my doctor, my dentist told me. So, and I noticed that, that a lot of people, I see people on Twitter saying, you know, that wear a mask. Oh my God, is this what my breath smells like? And I tell them, use their breath. It's a lifesaver. Wow. So, um, too bad we can't get them as a sponsor, huh? <laughs> exactly. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Because I, I, I would endorse them that. And um, this is who I want to endorse, though. Smart Mouth. I used to use that Smart Mouth toothpaste <laughs> and wash. But their bottle is problematic, and twice now it's uh, tipped over and everything's leaked out of one side. It has two sides to it, and when you pour it, they both come out. So it's not combined in the bottle. They combine in the cup when you pour them. Yeah. It's bullshit. I hate it. (laughs) It's stupid design. The lid never fits right, and this is two bottles now have leaked out, and I was so pissed off about it i actually wrote to them and saying i'm using i switched to their breath because you suck the design of your <laughs> they need a screw on cap like everything else you can't have a cap like that that just pops on and have these little liquid fountains going every place i know we've gone like way off but 
<laughs> I was going to say we've gone yeah. so far off. <laughs> yeah, but you know, everybody's wearing masks now and yep. uh, you know, I, I'm I'm trying to help them. Yes. But I I appreciate it. Personally, I appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> you know, like before people start wearing masks, if someone's in your face and you know, you do offer them a mint for your own protection. <laughs> and, you know, now they're getting now they're getting a taste of their own medicine. <laughs> See, you should have taken that met that um mint MFR and <laughs> my brother had said to me one time, he goes, You ever notice that like when somebody really, really needs a mint and you say to them, Would you like a mint? And they turn it down. He said, they always turn it down. And he said, but you don't want to give up because their breath is terrible. And you go, are you sure? (laughs) (laughs) He's not wrong. I do that all the time. (laughs) (laughs) On on that note, maybe maybe it's time to sign off for the night. Well, I'm very, very sensitive to smells. This is that, that would be my failing, by the way, in the zombie in the in the Walking Dead universe. Yes, it wouldn't smell. be it wouldn't be reluctance to push my slower friends down and make them my Otis. It would not be my reluctance <laughs> to stab the reanimated dead people in the head. Mm-hmm. It would be the stench. I I yeah. would not be able to take it. I'm very, very sensitive to smells. So yeah, <laughs> I think my. I think mine would be the squishy. The, um, there's there's a lot of squishy, you know, like textual feeling with like the rotting flesh and stuff like that. I think that'd creep me out. Yeah, that'd be pretty gross too. But for me, yeah. it would definitely the the smell. If yeah. I get a hint that the um, zombie apocalypse is going down, I am cleaning the stores out of their therabreaths and even smart mouth if I have to. <laughs> and I would wear a mask. I'd wear it all the time. <laughs> Maybe that's why the ninja's wearing one. Yeah. I I would be a ninja. Yes. There you go. <laughs> I'd be like, if I can wear a mask, yeah. <laughs> I gotta learn some ninja moves. No problem. <laughs> oh, you know, people were even even saying maybe it was Jesus. Maybe he really didn't die. <sighs> right. People, stop it. Yes. With the ninja. They got to be stopped. You must be stopped. Yes. Okay. So on that note, we won't talk about breath and stench anymore. (laughs) (laughs) This would be a good stopping point. I think so. (laughs) Although we did bring it back to The Walking Dead. So, yeah, yes. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yes. Okay. So, um, who knows what we'll talk about next week? (laughs) Not about this, I promise. If I have something (laughs) new and creepy, I'll certainly bring it. Absolutely. Bring it to our uh, to our attention. Yes, there will be something. We'll come up with something good. Absolutely. So in, so. Okay. So good night, everyone. Good night. Peace, everyone. Peace out. Bye. Bye.